Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that energizes our teams the most is being able to hear stories of lives that are impacted by this ministry. We would love for you to share your story with us by emailing it to stories at newcommunity.co or maybe your next step to getting connected to what God is doing in this ministry is partnering with us financially. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app and find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, church. It's good to see each and every one of you here this morning. And if you're our guest, if it's your first time to NCC or maybe you're just new to church, I'm going to start by introducing myself. My name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And we're glad that you're joining us for celebration service, and we're celebrating new life and all that God is doing here at New Community Church, all of the change that we're seeing happen and the growth that we're seeing happen. And one of the amazing things that we get to celebrate this morning is um, child dedication. And these are new children and new babies that God has brought into our church. And we take a time during our celebration service and just pray over these and honor them. You know, Psalms 127 verse 3 says this, that children are a blessing from the Lord. And we believe that, that as God gives us, you know, new babies, new children into our household, that this is a blessing from God. And so we want to take a moment and celebrate that together as the church. And so I'm going to um, introduce these babies. And if you would just bring them forward um, with their families. And if you have family members or friends coming along with you, um, just come right up here to the stage. First is Cameron Paisley Rhodes. We put our hands together for this beautiful little girl. Josiah Ezra Haynes, and Kalia Grace Ann Haynes, these beautiful siblings. You guys can just make your way. I know it's going to be crowded up here, but just go ahead and make your way up here on the stage. Next, Brody Ibarra, you guys would come forward. Layla Jade Tyler. Timothy Asher Anstead. Yep, if you guys have friends and family, come up here as well. You guys can just crowd in over here on this area. This is a full stage, you guys, because these are some beautiful kids um, that we have here with us this morning. And I'm going to turn my back to you guys for just a second because I want to talk to the families um, and the parents that are up here this morning. And um, I just want to encourage you, when we do child dedication here at New Community Church, and as we dedicate these beautiful young girls and beautiful young boys to the Lord, part of what we're doing is we're asking God's blessing over their life. You know, they're so precious at this young age. We want to ask for God's protection, for God's hand over them as they grow up, that God would be with them every single step of their life, that God would lead them and guide them. But we also want to pray over you guys and challenge you that as parents and also as family members that we have a responsibility, that we're called, that God has entrusted us with this blessing in our life, and we're called to lead as a spiritual example. We're called to be a role model that is a godly influence in these beautiful young girls and these beautiful young boys. And so that's part of the challenge that we have um, as friends and family members around these um, children that God has brought into our lives. And so I want to share with you this verse, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 7 says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
And you shall love the Lord with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I have commanded you today shall be on your heart. And then this verse right here, I want you to hear this. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And whenever you talk with them, you're sitting in your house, whenever you walk along the way, whenever you lie down, whenever you rise up, whenever you're putting um, them in bed, whenever you're getting them out of bed in the morning, you're speaking God's word, things that he has said into your life, prayers and dreams that God has placed in your heart. You're sharing that with the next generation, desires that God has placed inside of you, the power of God's word. You're speaking that over their life. Over and over again, you're rehearsing the word of God. And that's the challenge that we have. That's what God's word encourages us to do. And so I want to challenge you, begin to pray for them at this young age. Speak God's word over them. Encourage them. Teach them. Be that godly example in their life. And it's not just for the family members and the parents and the friends that are up here. It's for us too, church. See, we have this responsibility from God. As God blesses our church with these beautiful young babies, we have this responsibility, these children, that we would be a godly example in their life, that we would be that role model. They need to see it not only from their parents or close family members. They need to see the example of Christ in your life. And so there are many of you that work in our kids' area, and you're praying over these beautiful babies. You're, you're speaking God's word. You're sharing scripture with them. There are those of you, as you pass them in the hall, you need to be praying for the children that God brings here in our church, that God would help us as a church to come around them, to be that example, to encourage them in their walk with Christ along with their parents and their family members. And so we're going to pray together this morning. I'm going to ask if you would just stretch out your hand this morning symbolically, and we're going to pray for these kids, these beautiful children that God has placed here. We're going to ask for God's blessing and then also over the parents together. God, we just come before you, Lord. I thank you, God, for Timothy this morning. And I just ask for your hand, Lord, your blessing, God, over his life, Lord, over Brody, God, just his emotions, Lord, his spirit, God, his health that every day, Lord, that you would be with him. God, I pray for that, Lord. God, your touch over their life, Lord. God, over Cameron, Lord, just speak your word over her. Let your anointing be upon her, God. Be there with them, God. Lord, Charles and Keisha, God, let your hand be upon them as they raise these kids. Lord, let your hand touch them. Lord, let them grow up in the wisdom and the knowledge of you. Lord, God, over Maven and Keisha, God, I speak that, Lord, your blessing in your hand, God. Lord, your anointing, God, your power over them. Lord, help us as parents, God, give wisdom, Lord. Give grace, God, give your anointing and your blessing over every day, Lord. Let them be that spiritual example over these family members, Lord, and these friends around them, God. Help them to be that role model, God, that you've called them to be, Lord, that your word would be instilled in these babies' life, Lord, and they would grow up knowing you and loving you, Lord, your power and your anointing, God, your call and your purpose over their life, Lord, we believe that, God, and that we as a church would surround them and love them, God, and support them, Lord, and encourage them, God, as they raise these beautiful babies, Lord, we pray this together in your name, amen, amen. Before you guys head out today, we have some gifts that we would like to give you. Um, and, and one of those is an education bond that we want to give you. And it's just, we want to be the first to invest in their college education somewhere in the future. We believe that God has a purpose for them. And so that's there. You can fill that out. We also have a canvas with each of their names on it. 
And it's just a blessing that we're speaking over them, that Jesus would guide their footsteps, that God, God's word would shape their life, the word of God would shape them, and that also God would fill them with grace and wisdom and his love over every day of their life. And so you can hang that somewhere where it's a visual reminder of God's blessing over their life. Can we put our hands together for these beautiful kids once again? Thank you guys so much. You guys can head back to your seats this morning. You know, we believe that the children are that blessing from God. It's amazing as we get to celebrate new life together. We get to celebrate these beautiful faces. And this morning, we're also sp celebrating spiritual life. You know, we did that through water baptism, for, through those who were baptized in the first service. And in the second service today, we're celebrating the change that Christ does in each and every one of our lives, that difference that happens. And another way that we want to celebrate that this morning is what takes place in our Connect class. We have Connect class the first and second Sunday of every month. And Connect class is just um, a simple way where we encourage people to go through this class and learn more about how God has meant for them to grow. And so in Connect class, it's a chance for them to understand spiritually, God, what is my next step? What are those next steps that you have for me to move closer to you in my relationship with you? But also in Connect class, we talk about how each and every one of you, you are gifted to serve. You have unique things that Christ has done in your life and through your life that God wants to use through you to minister to other people. And so in that class, you discover those things. You discover how you're gifted to serve and how you can use those. And we have a number of people that have completed Connect class over the past few months. And would you just put your hands together as we celebrate these people just taking that next step? And if your name is up there, you've completed Connect class. And one of those next steps that we talk about is journaling. And it's writing down, it's recording what God has done in your life, things that God is speaking to you, things that, that are happening where God is helping you to grow. And journaling is a great way to do that. And so we have a gift for you, just celebrating you this morning. If you'll go back to the information center, we have an NCC journal with the church's name and logo. And it's a really nice journal. And we want to give that to you to encourage you. Keep writing down what God is doing in your life, the things that are happening. And if you're saying, hey, I want a journal, I want that spiritual next step in my life, you can also go back to the information center. You can get one of those um, at the end of service, and we have those for sale um, for everyone else. Also, we're celebrating the core here at NCC. And in January, um, we met together, and this is a chance just to say, hey, we're going all in with what God is doing in our life, with what God is calling us to as a church and these are people that are saying, hey, we're not just coming to the church to receive, but we want to give back. We want to pray. We want to support. We want to serve the vision that God has given us. And, and it's exciting to see everything that God is doing around that. And so once again, we want to celebrate the names and those people that are saying, hey, I am all in with NCC. Can we put our hands together and celebrate this? Both of these slides, people taking that next step and saying, hey, I'm a core part of what's taking place at New Community Church. And if you missed that January meeting, but you're saying, hey, I don't want to be left out. I want to be a part of what God is doing. You can go online to our website. You can watch the video of that meeting. You can download those commitment forms and fill those out and turn them back in. We have some exciting things where we want to continue to grow here at New Community Church. And so we want to help you become a better parent, become a better husband or a wife, a better employee, a better boss. And being a part of the core um, is going to help you through some of the trainings that we're doing to continue to grow in your relationship with God in the areas that God has placed in your life where you can move forward. 
also, um, along with celebrating that, we want to celebrate some amazing people who serve every single week here at New Community Church. These are people who get here early, who stay late, who all throughout the week are using the talents and the gifts that God has placed in their life to minister to other people. And so I'm going to ask for you to put your hands together as we welcome Tim Anstead to the stage. And many of you, at least visually, you know Tim because Tim is up here almost every single week um, using his gifts and using his talents. Tim, come right up here to the center, okay? We're going to spotlight you. You're used to this. You're up here every week. But we just want to celebrate Tim and his musical gifts, how he leads us into worship, creating that presence and that atmosphere of God being present here with us and how we get to worship. And Tim, I just want to say thank you to you as your pastor and just how you lead us. Man, I can see that heart and I can see God growing that in your life and how you're developing in your relationship with God. And you live that lifestyle of worship, not just here on a Sunday morning, but in the way that you lead your wife and your family and the example that you are to those around you. And so I want to tell you, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for all that you do here. Appreciate you, man. Yep. And we have a gift for you. Just some things to say thank you. Once again, can we put our hands together? Thank you so much, Tim, for all that you do. Next, we want to celebrate Charles and Susan Aguilar. And so if you guys would make your way forward. This is an amazing couple who helps us out in so many different areas. You guys can, once again, just come right up here to the center, okay? And they're part of our Connect team. And at the end of every month, um, Alita mentioned that, we have a lunch. And these beautiful smiling faces are there to connect with people that are new to our church and just welcome them and share a little bit more about what's happening here at NCC. Also, as group leaders, you guys helping to lead that group, just the example that you are to other people. And once again, I want to tell you, just over the past three, three and a half years as I've gotten to know you, and I see Christ in your life, you're an example to other people. Just even as we were sitting down a few weeks ago, your hunger for the Word of God and the truth of God's Word, wanting to understand in that and wanting to grow in that, that just, it fuels me as a pastor. I love to see that, and it's contagious. It's not just what God is doing in your life, but it's spreading, once again, through your family and through other people in our church. You guys are such a blessing to NCC, and you're just a great example of what we want to see in people's lives as God helps each of us grow. So once again, thank you so much. We love you. Charles, I love you and appreciate you, man. Yep. And we have a gift for you guys just to say thank you for all that you're doing. We appreciate you guys. You know, there are so many that serve on teams. I wish we could bring each and every one of you up here every week as you use your gifts and your talents and the kids and the student ministry and worship and media in so many different areas, welcoming people as they come in. We are so thankful for how each of you, you serve using your gifts to minister to others and to make this a place where God can use us to make people and places new. Thank you so much. Well, we have been in this series called Soundtrack, and we spent the past few weeks looking at what you've just seen in that video, how music moves us, and how it can shape our emotions, how it creates feelings inside of us, and some of the most powerful songs are found in the Word of God. The lyrics that are still relevant after thousands and thousands of years that still speak to our life, and so we've spent the past few weeks looking at different songs from the Bible, different lyrics from the Bible, and how God uses them to encourage us in our relationship with God, 
how they challenge us in our relationship with other people, and how they shape and form our life. And so we're going to continue this. This is the last week that we're going to be in this series um, together this morning. And we've looked every week at just a simple way to take this beyond the Sunday morning. And we've got it again this week. We have a playlist um, that's focused in on the topic that we're going to talk about this week, kind of being content in the season of life that you're in. And so you can go to Spotify and search NC underscore church or um, iTunes. You can look for that link on the social media. But it's just a way, once again, to keep this message in front of you, what God wants to speak to us about this morning. I can remember growing up and being in elementary school. I want you to take a moment, just think back to that time in your life. For some of you, it's a little bit of a further journey. I realize that. But just take a moment. Remember being little and I don't know about you, but whenever I was little, you know, I was this shorter kid and I'd look up and I'd think, man, whenever I'm a high school student, that's just going to be amazing. Whenever I grow up, um, you know, I'm a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, I'm going to play sports. I'm going to be the cool kid in school. Like I had all of these dreams in this aspiration. I was looking for that moment whenever I would be in high school. I got to high school, nothing was really different. I still had homework. I had all of those things. And, And then I thought when I get my license, right? like freedom, you guys. I'll be able to drive around. I'll be able to go where I want to. I won't have to rely on my parents. When I get my license, that will be it. And then I realized it costs thousands of dollars to get a car, right? And so I was just kind of looking for that. Then I thought when I move out, when that happens, and then bills came on me whenever I moved out, I realized that my parents had been paying for all of this for all of these years. I remember just a few months before Sarah and I got married, my my wife, and I was looking and and I was just praying, Jesus, don't let the world end before my marriage day, okay, before my wedding day. Let me get there. Like, I was just so excited. I didn't want anything to happen because I was just looking forward towards that moment. And I think about my life. I I look back on, on all of these memories that I have, and I think, you know what? So many times I spend so much of my life looking forward to that next moment. I spend so much of my time, my energy, my mental power, all of these things, thinking, dreaming, fantasizing about this future event, this future time, whenever something will happen. And so many times I'm thinking about that moment. I think, well, that's when I'll be satisfied. That's when I'll be content. I don't know if you've ever had that kind of experience where you're so looking forward to something, you're anticipating something that we start to miss out on the moment and the time that we're living in right now. We're so looking at the future that we forget the present. We forget where God has placed us at right now. Now, this isn't a recent problem. Like, this didn't just occur over the past few decades or anything. This is a problem that men and women have had for centuries and centuries, for thousands of years now, because we see it in God's Word. This longing for some or some future time, some moment out there, and thinking, you know what, I'll be content, I'll be satisfied at that point. And so I want us to look at Scripture, I want us to look at God's Word and see what it says about it. These powerful lyrics. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to start reading at verse 1. And if you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. There's a Bible in the seat in front of you, maybe one or two seats over, and you can take that out. Turn to um, page 319, Ecclesiastes 3.1, and we're going to start reading there in just a moment. And once you have that, hold on to that for a second, and I'll kind of explain what's going on in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is written by this man named Solomon. He was a king. We've talked about him the past few weeks. If you've been here, we talked about um, the, the wisdom that God gave through Solomon in the book of Proverbs. It's this book full of wisdom. 
We talked last week about this amazing love song that Solomon wrote for this beautiful woman that he was courting and that he was pursuing. And we see in Song of Solomon this beautiful love song that we're given about um, how God created love in our life and what that's supposed to look like. And then in the book of Ecclesiastes, we kind of get Solomon's personal journal. And we see um, chapter after chapter, verse after verse of what Solomon wrote as he's pursuing pleasure. And he's this wise guy. He's this guy that's looking after this stuff. But he's saying this. He's looking and he's saying, whatever I see, whatever my eyes look upon, if I think it'll bring me pleasure, I'm going to go after that. But it's really a sad book. It's a distraught book because you know what? He can't find pleasure in all of the things that he's pursuing it in relationship, in wealth, in his work, in all of these things. It's still lacking something. And we get into chapter three and we get into the the next few chapters and you start to read. Solomon discovers, you know what? We can pursue all of these moments out in the future. We can pursue all of these things um, somewhere out there in the distance and it will come up short if we don't understand what God is doing right now in our life if we're not pursuing God in this moment. And this is what it says, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. It says this, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. If you have that Bible there, I just want you to highlight that because that's the key part right here. For everything, there is a season and there is a time for every matter under heaven. Solomon starts to realize that. He starts to create this list of the seasons that God has placed in our life. This is part of that list there in verse 2. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up what has been planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time mourn, and a time to dance. And he goes on through this list, but what Solomon is wanting his reader to understand, what he's writing through these lyrics that were given in the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon starts to discover that there is a purpose, there is a season, or there's a a purpose for every season that God has given us, that God has placed us in. And pursuing pleasure somewhere out there in the future, some distant moment out there doesn't bring that satisfaction. It's when we start to understand what God is doing right here. Solomon wants his reader to understand that, that there is a reason for every season of your life. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. I want you to think about that. There is a reason for every season of your life. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever is taking place right now in your life, there's a reason that you are there. There's something that God wants to do in that moment in your life right here, right now. Not just some distant point out there in the future, but right where God has you right now. There's something that God wants to do inside of you. That's what Solomon's discovering. There's a reason for every season that we go through. And you may be sitting here this morning and you may be questioning that reason. It may not be that clear to you. You may be a stay-at-home parent. You may be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. I mean, your days may consist of changing diapers and feeding kids and doing laundry and cleaning. And you may be asking yourself, hey, what is the purpose? Like, is this what my life is meant for? Is this what I'm giving up my time for? Is it really making any kind of a difference? And to that, Solomon would speak, hey, there's a time for that. There's a season for that in our life that God may bring us into. 
For others of you at your workplace, you may be looking around. It feels like you're just going into your job day after day, doing the same thing over and over again, just living from paycheck to paycheck. And you may be asking, what is the purpose of this? Like, am I really making an impact? I thought I was going to do something great whenever I was a kid. And now I'm just kind of punching in and out on the time clock. And to that, Solomon would say, hey, there are seasons of our life. We need to understand what God is doing in this season. You may be a salesman or a business owner, and you're thinking, well, when I just close that big account, when I get the next big sale, that will be it. That will do it. That'll bring that moment of satisfaction, that moment of fulfillment in my life. And Solomon would say, don't just look out into the future. Look where you're at right now. See, we live our life so many times just looking out in the distance, thinking it's somewhere out there that will bring that satisfaction or that fulfillment in our life. Some of us, as we go through difficult times, and as you read this, everything is not a bed of roses, what Solomon is talking about. He's saying there's going to be times where you're grieving in your life. There's going to be difficult times in your life of loss, where you're mourning something that you were holding onto that has now been taken away from you. And he's saying, you know what? God wants to do something in that season of your life. There's some of you who, who you're in a phase of building and you don't understand what's going on. It feels like routine, but God is building persistence in your life for something that he wants to do in the future. And he's saying, hey, just be faithful where I have you at right now. Be faithful where I've planted you right now. I'm doing something right now. I'm shaping you and forming you in a way right now. I want to do something. See, we have to realize no season is a punishment, but every season has a purpose. Okay, no season is a punishment. Every season has a purpose in our life. You look around at creation and the tree as it goes into winter, as it is there in the fall and it's losing its leaves, it's not being punished, you guys. Okay, that's not God's punishment on the tree. It's actually in a process. And as those leaves fall off and some of those dead branches through the winter, they crack off, they break off, they fall to the ground, it makes way for new life to come new fruit to, to bring, be brought into blossom as it comes into the spring. See, it's not a punishment. There is a purpose in what God is doing in your life. There's a purpose through what you're going through. It may be painful. It may be difficult, but God has a plan for your life. And Solomon is reminding you, there is a time for every season that you're going through. It's not a punishment. God has a purpose for you. There's something he's wanting to do in your life right now that's preparing you for his plan and his purpose. And whenever we get in this mindset of it's somewhere out there in the future, whenever we only look at this perspective that it's somewhere out there in the distance, we will frustrate ourselves. I mean, imagine being a gardener or a farmer, someone, you're going to plant a garden right in your backyard. And it's springtime. It's time to go out there and kind of work the soil up, right? You know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to plant a seed and water it and fertilize it. If you go out there during the spring, you start looking around for ripe tomatoes, a ripe cucumber, some peppers, what's going to happen? You're going to be disappointed, aren't you? Because in the spring, it's not the season for that. You're going to be frustrated if you go out when it's time to plant and you expect to harvest, you expect to get something because it hasn't gone through the process yet. Okay, it hasn't taken that time yet. You may even get frustrated and say, well, I'm a horrible gardener. I can't do this because look around, there's no fruit there. It's just that you're looking in the wrong season. You're not understanding what time it is. And it's like that in our lives, church, that so many times we're living and not understanding God's purpose. We're not understanding what God wants to do in this moment. 
We're just looking for some point in the future when I get there, it'll be good when I get there. There'll be satisfaction and fulfillment. That's what Solomon was struggling with until he came to this understanding, God, there is a time and there's a season for everything under heaven, God. And so I'm not gonna get frustrated when it's time to plant. I'm not gonna be looking for harvest yet, God, when you've got me in a season of tilling up the soil. And it's like that in our life. We have to understand what God is doing. See, if we don't know and understand what God is doing, we will spend every moment of our life making this statement, I will be happy when. I'm getting married. I know, I can't even believe I'm saying that because we're not officially engaged yet, but I'm pretty sure it's a done deal. I've always felt this void in my life, like, there was this piece missing, but I finally found the guy that can fill it. I've always dreamt about getting married, raising a family, and everything wonderful that goes along with that. I just can't stop thinking about our wedding day. There is no doubt in my mind that he is the one for me, that he is going to make me happy. I just can't stop thinking about our future. I'll be so happy when it's over. It was great. It was fun in the beginning. We used to have so much fun together. What happened? I really don't know. We laughed, we talked, but in his mind, everything was just fine, which was amazing to me because there was no more spark. Absolutely no life left in me. I felt like he was sucking the life out of me. I'm bored. I think it's time. I'm so done. I'll be so happy when. I get that promotion. This is the one. I've been working my tail off. This is what I've been working for the last 12 years or whatever it's been. This is it. This is my opportunity to have the life. One where it's not so tight or we go on vacations. Man, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> or we have the cars we've always dreamed of or that house. Listen, I know it sounds cliche, but this is the one. We will have the life. We will be happy. My wife, my kids, man, everyone will be happy when I slow down. I'm getting out. I mean, it's crazy. I got the, the big promotion, the nice house, the fancy car. I don't even care about it anymore. I'm tired, I'm done with this rat race. I'm done with this, all this stuff that we don't need. I mean, if I had my way, I'd sell it all tomorrow. And be done and live a simple life. Yeah, that would do it. I would have more time to spend with my family. I'd sell my house, get something small, get a used car. My wife, daughter, I'd have more time if I just slowed down. I mean, how great would it be? Yeah, that would do it. I'd just be happy if my life was just simple. I will be so happy when I'm married. 
I'll be so happy when I'm divorced. I will be so happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when life is simple. See, church, we can spend our life just like what you saw up here on stage, chasing the next thing, thinking that somehow fulfillment, pleasure, happiness is just around the next corner instead of understanding what God is doing in our life right now at this moment. Like Solomon, who came upon that wisdom that there is a time and there is a season for everything, we need to understand what God is doing right here in the present. Right here in this moment, what God is trying to shape, what God is trying to form in your life. And as you continue to read through Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and even in that next section, Solomon begins to write how pleasure, how happiness, how contentment and fulfillment, it's not found out there in some, somewhere in the future, but it's understand what God is doing right now. It's being content with where God has you in this moment, with what God is doing inside of you right now here in this place. And Solomon, we need to grab hold of that wisdom that he speaks of in the book of Ecclesiastes and say, God, help me to understand your reason for this season that I'm in. God, help me to see even the difficult times in my life, not as a punishment, but Lord, help me to see your purpose in this moment, God, and what you're trying to do and shape and form inside of me. See, I'm here to tell you this morning, church, that pleasure and contentment, it's not out there somewhere, but it's being content. It's experiencing joy in where God has you right now. And there's this danger that you and I, we can live our life hoping for something else. We can live our life looking to experience something that's out there. Once again, that next promotion, that next big thing, whenever it happens, that somehow that will bring satisfaction or joy inside of us, but it doesn't. See, it's whenever we begin to accept what God is doing right now. We begin to understand how God is forming us right now and what he wants to do inside of us in this moment and not missing out on the present for some future time that we're dreaming about. And I want to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes this morning. And you may be here this morning and say, Aaron, I can relate to some of those things that were said up there. If you were to be honest, you know, if you could just have an honest conversation with God, not hiding anything, maybe you would realize in your own life that you've been looking for pleasure somewhere out there in the future, contentment and joy somewhere out in some future moment, and you've not been living in the present. Maybe, you, maybe you've been seeking that outside of God. And you realize that like Solomon, it's just like chasing after the wind. You can never quite catch it. Instead of pleasure, there's brokenness, there's mistakes, there's hurt that has plagued your life. And if that's you in a moment, I'm going to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus' invitation for a brand new start, a new life. It's what he promises all of us. I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment and to come forward, and I want to pray with you. The word of God is very clear that all of us have sinned, every single one of us, that we have sinned at some point, and we've missed God's best. We missed 
God's plan and his purpose for our life, we end up trying to do it on our own and we realize that we just cause more brokenness. And the beauty of the word of God, the beauty of the gospel and what God did is he didn't wait for us to fix our lives. We can't do that. But he gave his son. Jesus came so that you and I could be restored back into a right relationship with God so that we could have a brand new start, a new life and understand his purpose for us. And if that's you with no one looking around, if you were to be honest and you're saying, Aaron, that's me, I want that brand new start. I've never had a relationship with God or maybe I had it at one point, but I've walked away. But this morning, I wanna know that new life again. I need that in my life. If that's you, would you just stand up right where you're at and come forward? I wanna take a moment and I wanna pray with you. anyone at all. I'll wait just one second. I don't want you to miss this opportunity if God is speaking to you. Thank you. Hey, I'm so excited for you. I'm believing for that, like a new life and a new start in your life. Church, I'm going to ask for you to join with me in prayer this morning, whether you're saying this for the first time, whether you've prayed it before. Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. I need a brand new start. So come forgive me of my sins. Help me to live for you. Be the Savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. I want to know your purpose for me. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Church, can we just put our hands together and celebrate this morning? And we're gonna just take a quick moment and just talk to them and pray with those that have responded. But church, I want all of us to respond this morning. And there's wisdom in this book that Solomon has given us. There's insight. And I just want each and every one of us to ask that whatever season you're in, it could be a season of joy. Maybe it's a season of celebration, a season of new life. Maybe it's a season of difficulty. Maybe there's a little bit um, that feels unsettling at your workplace or in your family or in your relationships. This morning, I want us to pray and ask God, help us to understand the season that we're in. And Lord, help whatever you want to be accomplished, whatever the purpose is, God, let us know that and let us be content in what you're doing right now in our lives. So please join with me in your own words as I lead out. I just want you to take a moment and pray to God and ask him to do that inside of us. Let's pray together. Lord, we come before you this morning, God, and I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that we see in Solomon's life, God. That, Lord, um, joy, happiness, contentment, it's not somewhere out there in the future, God. It's being satisfied with where you have us right now. And so I pray that, Lord, over the church, God, over every person, Lord, help us to be content where you have placed us, God, in what you're doing right now in our life, Lord. Let us be satisfied, God. Help us to understand your purpose. Lord, form what you want to form inside of our lives in this moment, God, and in this time in what you're doing, God. We want to understand your reason behind every season of our life. We pray that in your name. Amen.